Listen, I, I love those songs because I believe that God heals and I believe that God does miracles. You know, sometimes miracles aren't what we think they're going to be. Uh, we, we talk about cancer disappearing. We talk about miraculous healings. We talk about chains breaking, stuff like that. You know, sometimes the miracle is in God giving us the strength to do what we need to do when we're going through something. And, and so I just want to say this morning that God is good. Uh, God has always been faithful. I'll just say this, if you don't know me or my family, uh, my mom battled cancer for seven years, and God chose not to heal that cancer here on earth, but it's healed today. And the miracle is that God gave my mom strength every day to get up and worship and be who she needed to be. And that's a miracle, that's God's goodness. So. Say it with me again, God is good. Say it with me, God is good. We're here to worship today. Thank you guys, everybody that was baptized today. Listen, if God has done a work in your life and you've never been baptized, I wanna invite you to be a part of baptism. Uh, it's just a symbol of what God does when we accept him as our savior and he cleanses of our, us of our sins. It's a, it's a public display. It's a sacrament where grace flows, where we say, God has changed my life and I'm going to live for God. And so if you've never done that, I want to invite you. You don't have to wait for the next time we ask you. You can go online, wcn.church. And there's an I'm ready button there. And if you click it and you want to be baptized, there's a little place where you can click that you want to be baptized. And that'll put you in the system and we will reach out and connect with you. I, we love celebrating what God's done. And, and so thank you all for telling your stories and sharing your testimonies. Praise God. He is faithful. Uh, to him be the glory. We're in the series, He Changes Everything. And that's what baptism is all about, right? That he changes everything. He changes our lives. He heals us, he restores us, and, and allows us, enables us to live for him. And so he changes everything. Walking with Christ means being transformed into his image. This is kind of a, a phrase that we're going to use throughout this series, that when we walk with Christ, we are transformed. We don't stay the same. And so, so far, we've talked about three ways. We're, we're working through the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, and we've talked about three ways that we are transformed. This Galatians 5 gives us a great picture of how God changes our hearts. So the first thing we talked about was patience. God wants to transform your heart and your mind to be more patient. The, the second thing we talked about was kindness. God wants you to be more kind. Some of you are really kind people. Some of you are working on it. <laughs> Nudge someone if they're working on it. Don't get yourself in trouble. God wants to help us grow in kindness, to become more kind. And last week we talked about goodness, that it's not just about being, doing nice things, but it's about being Christ-like. And so those are, those are the fruits of the Spirit, the things that the Spirit is changing in our life. Today we're going to be in Galatians chapter 5 again, and we're going to look at faithfulness. So if you'll stand with me. We're going to read God's Word, and here's the deal. We, we stand because God's Word is good, and we believe that God's Spirit, when we read His Word, the Spirit actually speaks to us. Just like you can see me up here speaking, we believe that when we read God's Word, the Spirit is speaking to us, and so we stand and we receive it. So let's read Galatians chapter 5. I'll read it. You can follow along on the screen. Verse 22 to 25. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, joy peace, patience or forbearance, 
kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Praise God. Have a seat. And, and my prayer today is that God will speak to you through His Word. So today we're talking about faithfulness. When I say faithfulness, what do you think of? You can say it out loud. You can share it with the person next to you. When I say faithfulness, what do you think of? Go ahead. Get involved. Be a part of the sermon today. All right, so, someone shout some things out. What's that? Your dog. Your dog is faithful. My dog faithfully disappoints me every day. <laughs> I'm glad your dog is faithful. I hope it's in a different way than mine. <laughs> what, what else? What do you think of in faithfulness? Consistency. Consistency. Commitment. Commitment. True. True, okay. You know what I was thinking about all week as I was working on faithfulness? Uh, seven years ago, my family took a trip, so my mom loved to travel, loved to show us things, and so seven years ago, we took a trip. We all got in cars, all of the families. You know how I know it was seven years ago? Because that's how old my youngest child is, and Megan got to fly with the youngest child that she had just birthed, so she earned it, right? But, but I got to drive the other three kids. We all packed in minivans and drove all around the country to go to different parks. One of the parks we went to it was like 100 hours of driving, but one of the parks we went to was Yellowstone. Now, there's something at Yellowstone that's called Old Faithful. And so all week, as I'm talking about faithfulness, I've been thinking about Old Faithful and that time that we got to go as a family and see Old Faithful. I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm, not, I'm the person that I go to museums and I look at pictures and maybe read something here or there. I go to national parks and I, I look at things, but I don't really study real deeply, but this week I, I've kind of looked into Old Faithful, and it's incredible. You know why they call it Old Faithful? It was named that in 1870, a long time ago. And Old Faithful, if you've never been there, you've never seen it, it shoots hot water up to 100 feet out of the ground, and it does it faithfully every 60 to 90-ish minutes. And it's so faithful, it's so consistent, that they can predict within 10 minutes when it's going to happen. I mean, it is intricate. If, if the, the water spout lasts less than two and a half minutes, then it's going to be closer to 60 minutes before the next time it happens. But if it lasts more than two and a half minutes, it's going to be closer to 90 minutes. So they can watch it, they can time it, and they can tell you within 10 minutes when this thing is going to erupt. So at least since 1870, Old Faithful has been over and over and over and over again faithfully erupting. It, it has more than one million eruptions faithfully every 60 to 90 minutes within 10 minutes. Does that blow your mind, anyone? It's pretty faithful, right? That's something incredible, incredibly faithful. We think of consistency. We think of dependability. Don't we love things that we can count on? Do you like being able to count on something? When you go to the restaurant today, if you go to the restaurant today, you want to be able to count on the food coming quickly. You want to count that the food is going to taste good and it's going to be fresh. You want your experience to be consistent. We like faithful people, don't we? 
Faithfulness is a good thing. We like people that we can count on, that are dependable. And so one of the fruits of the Spirit is faithfulness. God wants to grow our faithfulness. Now, the word here used is pistis, and there's two different kind of facets to the word faithfulness that's used here. The first is this. There's the idea of belief or conviction, and then the other way that it's used is the idea of fidelity or trustworthiness. So one side, we're talking about belief, our what we would say faith. The other side is the way we live our consistency, our trustworthiness, our fidelity. That would be what we say would, would be faithfulness. So, so that's what's when we see that a fruit of the Spirit is faithfulness, it means that God wants to grow through the Spirit our belief and conviction and our fidelity and trustworthiness. So let's just work through those. The first thing, our belief and conviction. It, if you've been following God for very long, wouldn't it be great if we could just like snap our fingers or say a prayer and God gave us perfect faith? Was that anybody's experience that you have never doubted You've never struggled. You've never had a moment where, where you know, your faith maybe wavered a little bit. That's, that's not our experience, is it? Because faith has to grow. We, when we accept Christ, yes, we receive him in faith, but the truth of the matter is there's a process of growing in faith. Imagine if, if we didn't know about Old Faithful, if you hadn't already studied all the facts that I shared and, and you didn't know all about it. Imagine you were just walking along one day and there it is, Old Faithful erupts, water shoots up 100 feet in the air, and you're like, that's pretty cool. And you keep on going. But maybe 60 minutes later, you're still around, and boom, there it goes. Hey, that's pretty cool. And then an hour later, there it goes again, or 90 minutes, hour and a half, you know, depending on how long it lasted. You guys are learning today, right? You guys taking that information home. But it, it consistently happens, and you would learn, and people have learned to trust, and, and to have faith that it's going to happen again, so much so that they tell you when the next show is or when the next time it erupts is, and you can go out and you can sit on a, a bleacher or a seat and wait, and within 10 minutes of when they say it's going to happen, it's going to happen. If you had never seen it before, if you didn't know about it, it would take some time to build that faith. The same thing is true in our relationship with God. Just because we say a prayer or accept him as our savior doesn't mean that we have perfect faith. You guys know this because there are times that even today, if you've been following God for 50 years, you know there are still times that your faith needs to grow. One of the works of the Spirit, one of the fruits of the Spirit is to grow our faith. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. This is a wonderful, wonderful scripture says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into the living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And into an inheritance, listen to this, into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept for you in heaven, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. 
These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him, and you are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. This is an incredible scripture. This is the gospel wrapped up here, that God, in his love, in his grace, has offered us an inheritance that we didn't deserve, and that inheritance, if we accept him and live by faith, can never perish spoil, or fade. So Old Faithful, 1870, over a million eruptions, over and over again. You guys know that one day it's going to stop, right? As faithful as that Old Faithful has been, one day it's going to stop. Everybody knows it. Scientists know it. It's going to happen. One day it will stop. What God's Word is telling us here is that the gift that you've been given, the grace that you've been given, the life that you've been given through Jesus Christ will never stop, will never perish, will never spoil, will never fade. Long before Old Faithful existed, you know what existed? God's grace and God's goodness. And it will ex exist for eternity. You have an inheritance that will never fade. And so this talks about faith. It says you are receiving faith. You are growing in faith. It says in all this, you greatly rejoice, though for a little while you might have to go through some things. You may have to suffer. You have to go through some trials. These things are growing your faith. And then it says this incredible thing. It says your faith, which is more valuable than gold. We like money, right? Money's cool. Anybody have a problem with money like you hate money? I hate money. And you don't have it, right? <laughs> Gold's a cool thing. I mean, we love valuable things. You know what this is telling us? That all of the gold in the world is worth nothing compared to true faith in God. You want to, I talked about my mom. When she's diagnosed with cancer, all of a sudden, houses and cars and that sort of stuff, it doesn't matter anymore, does it? You know what matters? It's faith that gets her through. Faith in an eternal inheritance. It's worth more than gold. And so, so the stuff you're going through is only making your faith stronger if you're in step with the Spirit and you're growing in this precious commodity, this faith that's more valuable than gold. But here's the key. We have to see it. See, see, we went to Old Faithful, and there's the problem in today, and it, it's, a, it's a blessing and a curse. If you have kids, then you probably love electronics sometimes because they can really give you some peace and quiet. If I just hand an iPad or a phone or something to my kids, all of a sudden they stop saying my name every five seconds or asking me about things. So there's some good things there. Maybe that's not totally good. <laughs> But one of the downsides to electronics is when you take your family 100 hours across the country to see all these incredible things that God has created, and they're too busy looking at their phones or their tablets to see it. And I'd love to blame the kids fully for this, but we're guilty of that, aren't we? 
One of the things that drives me nuts, I'm a big sports fan, one of the things that drives me nuts is when I go to a football game, here we are, Bengals game, fourth and one, the game's on the line, what's everyone do? Show me what everyone does. They put their phone up in front of their face and record it. They're not watching it, they're recording it. And they're missing the moment. There's these cool pictures from back when Michael Jordan hit his famous shot where everyone's just watching. And now there's pictures of today where everyone's got their phone up in front of their face and they're missing it. See, here's the thing. You won't see faithfulness if you're not looking at it. When you go to Yellowstone, I mean, they've done a good job getting your money there. They've got lots of cool stuff for you to do. Right by Old Faithful is a gift shop where you can spend some money. There's a cafeteria right there. There's all these electronics. If you're not careful, I mean, this thing happens every hour, hour and a half. If you're not careful, you can miss it. The same thing is true in our faith. The same thing is true in in God's working. If we're not seeing it, we will lose faith. We have to see God working, which is a little bit problematic, right? Because Hebrews 11 tells us that faith is confidence in things that we can't see. But here's what I want to tell you today, that God is not trying to hide his faithfulness. When Scripture tells us faith is believing in something we can't see, that means that we might not be able to see. God might not spell it out for us every time. Hey, I'm being faithful, but God is always faithful and he's not hiding his faithfulness from you. The problem is sometimes we're too busy with our own stuff. Just like we are at, at Yellowstone. Maybe we're too busy on our phone and, and we miss it, or we're too busy with our life, or we're too busy focusing on this or that, and we aren't taking time to see God's faithfulness. So, so how do we see it? I found a really simple way. It is incredibly simple. It's that you look for it, that you ask God to show you. So let's just practice this really quick. This is something we do in discipleship in small groups here. That we ask each other the question, what has God done in your life this week? And it's amazing how when you ask that question and you start to think back, you will start to see things that God did. So just take a second. Let's, let's practice this. Think through your day yesterday. Where was God working in your day yesterday. Take some time. You don't have to say it out loud. You don't have to share it. This is a personal thing, but, but think about where did God work in your life yesterday? Can I be honest with you? As you think through this, yesterday, I wasn't very good at seeing where God was working. I was distracted by my own stuff. But I got to tell you, there were several things yesterday where I look back now and I see that God was working. There was a family friend of ours that I haven't seen in years. I used to go on vacation with them. They were, they were close friends of ours, and I bumped into them yesterday. And it was great to get to spend that time and reconnect. You know what? That's God working. There are relationships in my life that maybe aren't where they should be, God is working to heal and restore, but I've got to be able to see it. So so how has God been working? If you can't think yesterday, go back a week. What has God done? If you can't think of it, then you're just missing it. 
Because God is faithful. Your faith will be determined by your focus. If you're focused on all your stuff, you will miss over and over again God's faithfulness. But I promise, if you will ask God to show you, God's not hiding. God will show you where he's at work in your life. It could be big, it could be small, but God is working. And scripture here tells us in in verse 6, it says, In all this you greatly rejoice. That when we see God working, when we're looking for it, when our focus is in the right place, we see God's faithfulness over and over and over again, and it causes us to be a people that rejoice. I told you yesterday I missed it, right? Guess what? I wasn't very joyful yesterday. And it was because I took my eyes, my focus, off of God's faithfulness. But if I'm focused on Him... I have reason to be joyful because I've got an inheritance that can never spoil or fade. So as as God grows our faith, we learn to be more joyful. And so that's the first part. We're we're growing in our faith. Listen, today, maybe some of you are, are, you, you would just be honest, you don't have to raise your hand, but maybe some of you today would say, I've been struggling with doubt. I've been struggling with faith. I've been struggling to see God working in my life. If that's you today, I want you to know that God wants to grow your faith, your belief, your conviction. God is more faithful than anything in this world, and God is working today. God wants to grow your faith. The second thing, though, is fidelity or trustworthiness. See, see the, the truth is when we see God's faithfulness, when we look, when we see it, when we believe, we should become more faithful. There's this other um, there's this other cool phenomenon. So, so faith is not just about believing. I want you to hear this. But it's not just about saying that you believe. Faith should lead us to be faithful. So this is, let me give you some evidence of this in my life. There are two seasons in my year. There is school season and there is summer. Okay, during school season, I have four kids and my, my day is very scheduled. Every day I wake up at 7.30 I have to make sure the kids are up. I I mean, I have a a system every day. My alarm goes off at 7.30, I'm up. I I get up, I walk, I make sure all the kids are awake. I get kids on the bus, take them to school, whatever I've gotta do, and I've got this system. And you know, this crazy thing has happened over the last few years, that on Saturdays, when I don't have to get up during the school year, guess what time I get up? 7.30. Because as I've consistently done the same thing, I've learned, even if I didn't want to, to get up at 7.30. I've been trained by the consistency to do the same thing. Now, summers are a little bit of a problem for me because Megan's off school, the kids aren't in school, so I don't have to get up at 7.30. I just have to get to work whenever I need to get to work, right? And so my schedule change, you know what I found? Is that in the summertime when I don't have the consistency, I struggle sometimes and maybe I sleep through things that I, I shouldn't sleep through or, or I don't get to places that I need to get to because my, my schedule's off. So, so here's what I want you to see, that, that when you have something that's faithful and consistent in your life, you don't just believe it, but you start to change and become more faithful and consistent. 
Titus chapter 2, verse 11 says, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. Listen to this. It teaches us, teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. While we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. So, so the scripture says that God's grace is actually teaching us to be more faithful. It's teaching us what we should avoid. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness. It teaches us to stay away from worldly passions. It doesn't just teach us what to stay away from, it teaches us what we should do. To live self-controlled, upright, godly lives. The Spirit and God's faithfulness wants to teach you to be more faithful. So here's the deal, about four or five years ago, I felt convicted that I wasn't sharing my faith by the way, that, that distance, that timing changes every time I tell a story, because I don't really know how long ago it was, but I know that a while ago, I know that a while ago, God challenged me that I wasn't sharing my faith with others. And you know what's really hard is when you get up and preach about things, it's really hard to preach about them if you're not living them out consistently. And so about four or five years ago, I really felt God challenging me that I needed to be a person that took opportunities to share my faith. So you know what I started doing? Simple thing. God, show me where I can share my faith. Show me the opportunities. I started praying this prayer every day. Guess what happened? God is faithful, and over and over and over again, God showed me opportunities to share my faith. Guess what? Now I don't even have to pray the prayer every day. I just see it. I'll be walking along my day, and I'll hear something, and I'll think, that's an opportunity. Or I see a situation and all of a sudden I've been changed by God's faithfulness to be more faithful myself and to see it and to be obedient. God's faithfulness teaches us. It teaches us, and, and I love in this that it says that, that as we wait, we talk a lot about heaven in the church, as we wait for the one day, God is transforming us today to be a people who are eager to do good. God doesn't just wanna grow your faith, your belief, your conviction. God wants to grow your faithfulness. Sometimes in the church I, I hear us, I'll just call it what it is, sometimes in the church I hear us whining about what's happening in the world around us. I hear us in a defeated way talking about what's happening in the world around us. And it's easy to get this mentality that, oh, the world is winning and, and we're, we just got to stay away from it. Our faith tells us that God is good, that the war is won, and that it's all going to be okay. God is redeeming and restoring his things. And so if we're complaining or whining, we're missing it. We're not focusing on his faithfulness. We're focusing on the unfaithfulness of the people outside of the faith. Why are we surprised that people that don't follow Christ are unfaithful? Why are we surprised by that? What we should be focusing on is God's faithfulness. 
And here's the thing. If we're complaining or whining about what's going on out there, it often causes us to not be the faithful, godly people that God wants us to be. We start to have resentment or doubt. So here's what I want you to see. Church, we, we don't just need to believe that God is good. We don't just need to believe that heaven is coming one day and God's redeeming and restoring things at some point. We are called to be transformed to be the faithful people of God. So not only are you called to believe it, you're called to be a part of it. How can we talk about heaven and not want to live for heaven today? First Peter says you are receiving the salvation. It doesn't say you will receive someday. It says you are receiving. Heaven is a real thing. We are going to spend eternity with God, but today we are called to be transformed by God's faithfulness to be more faithful. And can I be honest with you? What the world needs a lot more than a church that's holier than thou or a church that stands strong in its belief, what the world needs a lot more is a church that lives out its belief. I'm not, try, I'm not trying to step on anyone's toes. I'm just trying to tell you that, that the world needs to see a church that really cares about the people around it. The world needs to see a church that really believes that God wants to loose chains and God wants to heal people. And the world needs to see a church that lives it out faithfully. And God wants to transform us, a fruit of the Spirit. Spirit wants to make you have deeper faith, belief, but the Spirit wants you to become a more faithful person. So worship team, come on up. The more we learn to trust God, the more we're going to become people that are trustworthy, that are faithful. So as the worship team comes up, we're going to sing a song, and, and this song is all about God's faithfulness. He won't fail. Listen, Old Faithful's been around for a long, long time, and it's been faithful. Can I tell you that the God that we came to worship today is far more faithful and will always be faithful? So here's the deal. Why don't you stand with me? I'm confident today that there are some of you in this room that have been struggling with your faith. There are some of you that have been going through some things and you've struggled to believe that God's got this. And maybe you've been doubting a little bit. Maybe you've been struggling to do what you need to do because you just don't see how God's going to work it out. Today, God wants to grow your faith. And maybe there's some of you in here that would say, listen, I, I do believe, but I need to become more faithful I need to be more faithful for the people at work. I need to be more faithful for my family. I need to be more faithful to who God's called me to be. Today, as we sing this last song, I just want you to respond. And I want to, as always, these altars are open. This isn't a place of shame. This is a place of great, great meeting with God. And if God's pointing to something in your heart, maybe there's some things you've been doubting. As we sing this song, Don't just say words, but open your heart. And if God needs to grow your belief and your faith, surrender it. The Spirit is here. And if you've been struggling with your own faithfulness, 
If you've been falling short too often, if you're tired of struggling with the same old thing and you want to just lay it down, today the Holy Spirit wants to help make you more faithful. So I'm going to pray and then I want to invite you to respond. You can come to an altar, you can kneel where you are, whatever it is, but don't miss the opportunity to surrender because our God is faithful. He's here and he changes everything. Lord, man, if there's anyone in here that's just hasn't surrendered their heart to you, Lord, today I pray right now that they would open up their heart, that you would show them that you are the only eternally faithful one. If there's anyone that's living for their own selfish ways, Lord, I pray that they would turn to you and just simply say, Lord, I want you to be my savior. Lord, if there are any here that are struggling and they're just doubting, maybe they've been following you for a while, but things have just got them down and they're struggling with faith, Lord, I pray that we would surrender it to you and that you would grow our faith. And Lord, I pray that you would continue to transform us to be faithful to you. Lord, speak to us. We give you everything. We surrender completely to you. We respond to your word now in Jesus' name. Amen.